Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, January 26th, 2021. The impeachment trial process begins, but some Republicans say the whole thing is unconstitutional. We'll discuss that, plus Republican and Democratic leaders in the Senate end their stalemate over the rules, but who actually won? And finally, across the country, some state Republican parties are doing some truly wild things. All 100 United States senators were sworn in today as jurors in the unprecedented second impeachment trial of now former President Donald John Trump. All senators now rise and raise their right hand. Do you solemnly swear that in all things appertaining to the trial of the impeachment of Donald John Trump, former president of the United States, now pending, you will do impartial justice according to the Constitution and laws. So help you God. Last night, walking two by two in black masks across the Capitol, through the halls, the very scene of the riotous insurrection at the heart of the article of impeachment, the House managers delivered the charge against President Trump. With each passing day, it's becoming clearer that Republicans, by and large, are going to hang on to a process argument, at least a majority of them seem to be interested in this argument, that this trial shouldn't even exist, that because Donald Trump is a former president and not the current president, that this trial is unconstitutional. In fact, at today's Senate Republican Conference luncheon, with all the Republican senators in attendance, who was the guest speaker? Jonathan Turley, a conservative constitutional scholar and an expert on impeachment. You may remember he testified in the House at the time of Donald Trump's first impeachment process. He is of the mind that it is constitutionally unsound to hold this trial. And Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky, wants to put that concept up for a test vote in the United States Senate today. What Rand Paul is trying to show is that he can get 34 senators, Republicans, of course, to join his point that it's unconstitutional. And if he's able to do so, then it is quite clear at the outset in Rand Paul's version of events here that there's no way the Senate will ever get to 67 votes that it needs to convict the former president and therefore the trial shouldn't happen. Now, as Joe Biden, president of the United States, caught in a hallway in the West Wing by our intrepid chief White House correspondent Caitlin Collins last night indicated, the trial has to happen. It is constitutionally mandated that when an article of impeachment is sent over, that the Senate must begin a trial. And we've seen other trials of formers, not a former president, but we've seen other impeachment trials in the United States Senate of people who had since left the position that they were in. Many Republicans just want to say this trial shouldn't happen. And that actually may be enough to give Republicans cover to not have to offend the Trump base of support, but also not have to join in the big lie that the election was somehow rigged and that this riotous insurrection was somehow justified. One other note as the impeachment trial gets underway, Caitlin Collins asked Joe Biden if he thought there were 17 Republican senators to join with Democrats and actually convict the former president. This is a guy who served in the United States Senate for 36 years. He understands the dynamics. He knows a lot of the players. He didn't think that there were 17 there to join 
the Democrats in convicting President Trump. When Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, was asked about that today, she made clear that we probably aren't going to hear Joe Biden playing political pundit or Senate vote counter for much longer. She said the White House from now on is going to leave vote counting on impeachment to the United States Senate. Now, here's what else matters today. The Senate, as you know, is split 50-50. But of course, Vice President Kamala Harris gets to cast the tie-breaking vote, giving Democrats control of the chamber. But if you were watching the action in the committees in the Senate today, over the last several days, some confirmation hearings of Biden nominees, you saw Republicans still holding the gavels, still acting as chairman of the committees. That's because McConnell and Schumer were having a hard time getting to what they call a power sharing agreement to change the rules of how the Senate governs itself, how it operates so that it is set up for Democratic control. Well, now McConnell and Schumer have finally come to terms What did Mitch McConnell get from Chuck Schumer in exchange of finally agreeing to this power-sharing agreement? It's not clear. This was all about a fight over the filibuster and whether the Democrats were going to break with tradition, go nuclear, and end the legislative filibuster so that laws would get passed with just a 51-vote threshold instead of a 60-vote threshold, which is the norm in the United States Senate. Well, McConnell wasn't getting that promise from Chuck Schumer that he would wall off any chance of going nuclear and ending the legislative filibuster. Instead, McConnell just hung on to the public statements made by Joe Manchin of West Virginia, a Democrat, and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, a Democrat, promising that they would not vote to change the rules because they don't want to end the filibuster. Here's the deal, folks. Mitch McConnell didn't get anything here. He was trying to flex his muscles. Chuck Schumer did not cave, which was an important thing for him to show the progressives in his party. And now all this silliness can be done with and the Senate can get on with the business of legislating and governing on behalf of the American people. And finally today, we keep seeing signs that Donald Trump maintains his grip on the Republican Party. Even though he's left office, even though he left office under the cloud of impeachment, and this insurrection that he helped incite. He is still a very powerful figure in the Republican Party. How do we know? Well, look at what happened in the Arizona Republican Party over the weekend. They reelected a very Trump-friendly chairwoman. They censured Cindy McCain and Jeff Flake, the former Republican senator there, for support of Joe Biden, and censured their own currently serving Republican governor, Doug Ducey, for not being Trump-friendly enough. Look at what happened with the Oregon Republican Party. Just last night, they issued a formal condemnation of the 10 House Republicans who voted in favor of impeaching Trump. And in this resolution from the Oregon Republican Party, they called the siege on the Capitol a, quote, false flag operation meant to discredit Trump. False flag. As if it didn't happen or some other folks organized it. It happened before our very eyes. What do these Oregon Republicans think about the rest of us? They think we're idiots? These Oregon Republicans in the party structure want to prove that nothing matters more than fealty to Donald Trump, even if that means just creating lies and setting up a really dangerous, dangerous falsehood to deny what took place on January 6th at the United States Capitol. We saw over the weekend that the Hawaii Republican Party Twitter account had somebody tweeting out QAnon conspiracy theories from the official Hawaii GOP Twitter account. Now, that official has apparently since resigned. But this all shows you that what Donald Trump has installed throughout the country, 50 state parties, are people, it's unclear if they are loyal to the Republican Party as much as they are loyal to Donald Trump and Trumpism. 
There is a battle for the heart and soul of the Republican Party in the post-Trump era that is upon us, and it is going to be a very, very hard-fought battle. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.